trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. and other stuff, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff podcast. Here's your host, Joe Baklovic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff podcast. Thank you for joining me. It is Wednesday, September 16th, as I speak here today. Uh, Thank you for coming back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. For those of you uh, watching on YouTube, uh, thank you. It's it's new. The YouTube channel is an experiment. Um, I'm still kind of working... my way through that process, but I think it's going okay so far. I'm going to continue to try to improve that. Um, remember, if you have not already subscribed, whether it be on Apple or Google or now on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Be made aware when new content is available. Would very much appreciate that. Um, I will be checking the comments and replying to the comments on the YouTube channel. So if you have questions or uh, concerns or anything like that, you can leave them in the comment section on YouTube and I'll get back to you. And as always, you can shoot me an email to info at standardgrain.com. Um, I've got a short week. I'm headed out of town tomorrow. I'm going to Michigan. Uh, my sister is getting married, so I'm going to be out here for a couple of days. So I figured I'd, I'd do one more uh, longer length episode here before I wrap up the week. I want to talk about uh, carry in the market or lack thereof in, in some instances in these markets right now. And uh, what the what's the best way to navigate uh, this this carry, these spreads, um, what should your game plan be as a farmer as we head into row crop harvest here? Um, there are a few uh, very basic items that I'd like to cover because I, I think it's kind of interesting, the dynamic. And, and we've got different dynamics in different markets depending on on which one you're looking at. Um, remember, carry in the market occurs when you have a cheap nearby price and higher priced uh, deferred contracts. So the corn market has carry right now. December corn is at 369. That's your nearby December 2020. Go out to March 21, it's 379 almost. So you've got nine or 10 cents of carry in that spread from, from December corn out to March corn. Um, when you go from December 20 out to July 21, you've got about 19 cents of carry, meaning that uh, the July 21 is priced 19 cents above the December 21. You've got something similar going on in both the SRW and HRW wheat contracts. You've got some carry in those markets. Um, carry occurs typically in markets that are well-supplied or oversupplied. That's that's typically when carry occurs in these grain markets. Um, that's, that's a characteristic. So I think most people would probably argue, and you could use different metrics, whether it be carry out or stocks to use ratio or whatever, but... Um, Carry occurs in well-supplied or oversupplied markets, comfortably supplied markets, uh, essentially. Now, when they take the carry out of the market or when there's no carry or very little carry in the market, that is typically indicative of a market that is maybe not so well-supplied or maybe you've got a slightly tighter supply and demand situation. And right now, that is the instance in the soybean market. This is the case of the soybean market. You've got only four cents of carry from November to, to January. Uh, November futures are 10.08 as I speak here this morning. Uh, January futures are 10.12. And I'm not really talking a whole lot about flat price here. I'm just giving you examples of of uh, of carry versus no carry. So you've got a little bit of carry in that particular spread. But then you look at January 21 beans, March 21 beans, May 21 beans. 
they're all priced within a penny or two of each other. So that's a market that has little to no carry. And a market that little that has little to no carry, um, those markets typically are, not, again, not so well supplied, maybe a tighter supply and demand situation. I talked about in, in a recent podcast how the uh, stocks to use ratio, which I think is probably the best metric to gauge uh, supply and demand. Stocks to use ratio in beans this year is projected to be the tightest since 2017, which is your last pre-trade war year. So I would look at the beans and, and, and the lack of carry and say, yeah, that's that's a market with a tighter supply and demand situation relative to corn or to wheat. There's always discussion about capturing carry. How do you capture carry? Let me make this very, very clear. There are only two ways for you as, as a farmer to capture carry. There are only two ways to do it. The first way is to price or hedge the higher priced deferred contract. So in the case of the corn market, you would go out to say the July 21 uh, corn futures contract, which would be corn that's because this is going to be corn that you'll harvest this fall and then you'll put in the bin and you'll deliver it uh, next summer. You would go and make some sort of of sale or hedge versus that contract, whether it be an HTA or a cash contract, a future sale, uh, some sort of option strategy. Um, that's the first way to do it. You've got to price or hedge that higher price deferred contract. That's the first way to capture carry. The second way to capture carry is to take an existing sale. So say you have some existing December 20 uh, sales on the books. The second way to capture carry would be to take an existing sale and roll it. So you take your December, you roll it to July of 21, you capture 19 cents of carry. Those are the only two ways to do it. There is not another way. I, I've seen strategies float around where uh, somebody will advise a spread trade on the board, like, hey, we should buy December futures and sell July 21 futures, and that'll capture carry. Uh, that does not capture carry because that spread may just stay at 19 cents from now until expiration and prices could deteriorate and you're left with a, a trade on the board that did you no good and you're left with the July futures price that's come down. So no, that that's not the way to do it. There's two ways, only two ways, price or hedge, um, uh, that deferred contract that's at a higher price or roll an existing sale into a higher price deferred contract. Those are the only two ways to do it. So let's talk about corn first. I think corn is going to be a crop that this fall a lot of people will store uh, for two reasons. Uh, the first reason, I think, and, and it's the wrong reason, is the prices are cheap. And I, I understand it. I mean, I would probably do the same thing on some of my bushels. I'd probably put some in the bin and and leave them unpriced and hope for better prices come uh, early 2021 or or next summer because these prices don't make me any money. I, I understand that, but that's that's not the textbook way to, to use the carry and to use your bins. The textbook way to use your carry and your bins is to put it in the bin and then make that hedge using the deferred contract. That's the textbook way to do it. But in any case, I think that a lot of farmers will, will be doing just that this year. I think that no matter the reason, you're going to see a lot of corn stored uh, this year. Now, in soybeans, I think you're going to see the exact opposite because there is uh, very little to no carry in the soybean market, which means that there's no incentive for you to take your beans and put them in the bin and wait. I mean, the only incentive would be to to hope for higher prices, and that's not necessarily the best reason. Um, if you're hoping for higher prices or you want to 
you are firmly of the opinion that the beans are going to $11 or whatever. And, and I'm not talking about flat price here, but the way, the way to navigate that situation would be to sell the beans out of the field because there's no carry and then use the board to put on some sort of, of long strategy using a deferred contract, given that there's no carry, there's not really any penalty for going out and, and buying say futures at, at 10, 11 in may beans or buying some sort of call option or call option strategy. That's not what I'm advising, but that would be the move. If, if you want to hope or, or wait for better prices, because there's no reason, uh, logistically or based on the spreads to take those beans and store them. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, wheat is pretty similar to corn in that um, we have carry. It can be captured. Uh, wheat, of course, winter wheat is on a different crop cycle. So if you have wheat in the bin, it's it's from this past year's wheat harvest, and you, you've already put it in the bin probably. But same deal there. I mean, there's a lot of carry in the wheat market. Kansas City spreads uh, from December 20 to July 21. You've got 25 cents of carry. Uh, that's pretty attractive. Um, I've had a lot of luck forward pricing wheat um, in, in terms of just my marketing the last several years because there's been so much carry in, in these Kansas City contracts, especially. Uh, that's been a, a great way to do it. And and that's a, one of my favorite ways to market. If, if I've got a market with a ton of carry, I am very, very interested in making my sales very early and forward contracting some of this stuff a year out, year and a half out. Uh, that's worked pretty well for me as of late. And, and it won't always work well, but it, it's worked well as of late. Um, <clears throat> same thing in Chicago wheat. There's not as much carry there. In the SRW market, you've got um, only, what, 13 or 14 cents a carry from D's 20 out to uh, July 21. So it, it's there. It's not as attractive, but but certainly still can be captured. Now, there are, when you're going to roll a hedge or you're looking to capture carry, there are certain levels that you should look for. Like I'm, I, I've always got levels in mind in, in a few particular spreads. Um, in corn, uh, the December versus the following July is the spread that I like to track. In soybeans, the November versus the following July is the spread I like to track because that's like, you know, harvest price versus uh, next summer. So I like to track those spreads. And then in wheat, I usually like to track the July versus the December. Um, you know, the, the July is kind of the harvest price. And then the December would be the price if you stored it for, say, five, six months. So I like to track those. And there are particular levels that I look for uh, when when uh, trying to capture carry, whether it be uh, either hedging using a deferred contract or rolling existing sales. And as part of my newsletter subscription, um, I talk about that on a, on a very regular basis. Uh, when should we be looking to roll our existing uh, corn, soybean, and wheat hedges if, if that's the game plan? And at what levels should we be looking to do it? Because historically, there is some stuff that really makes a lot of sense. Um, historically, the, the spreads, you know, they only get so wide when there is carry in a market, when you're in a well-supplied market. And uh, that's that's some stuff that, that can get a little bit more complicated. I'm not going to get it into it too much here today, but there are some specific targets that you should look for. Um, I hope that was um, a useful, uh, short little conversation here today. I just kind of wanted to address the, uh, the the carry situation because it's 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 different this year than we've than what we've seen the last couple of years. It, it wasn't that long ago that I was able to roll. I think it was last year I was able to roll November beans out to the following July and pick up forty or fifty cents a carry, and uh, that's not there this year in this bean market. It's a much much different market. The corn market is uh, kind of same as it ever was. You know, we've still got the carry here. It's not quite as good as, as it was 
uh, maybe a few weeks ago. But uh, I figured I'd discuss some of those opportunities, kind of my, my thoughts on, on the carry in the market. Um, to, to summarize, you know, corn's going to be the crop that gets stored this year. The beans are going to be the crop that gets sold at harvest, I think, in, in a lot of situations. Um, but uh, make sure you're when you're doing things, because of the spreads, you're doing them for the right reasons, and try to start using those bins more more as a tool to capture carry rather than a a tool that allows you to hold in hope. Everyone have a, uh, a a nice rest of the week. I'll have morning commentary out tomorrow, but then I'm out of here the rest of the week. I'll be back on Monday. Remember, if you do need some help with your grain marketing, check out my subscription service. Go to uh, standardgrain.com. Click on Grain Marketing Plan. In the uh, YouTube video, I've actually got the link in the description here. I'll have it there. Um, 49 bucks a month. I'll let you know exactly what I'm doing, when I'm doing it. Uh, I break it down by percentage, by crop year, all of that stuff. Uh, there's no obligation. You can cancel that deal at any time. Certainly check that out. Everyone have a great week. Have a great weekend. I'll be back Monday. We'll catch you later. Thank you.